Hi everyone, Jonathan Monty here, and thanks for joining me for this special podcast presentation of my Life Transforming Training Program. It's appropriately titled Life Transformation, The Complete Journey. It's a nine-part program designed to empower you to uncover and overcome whatever blocks are holding you back, to help you discover your true self, to create lasting changes, find emotional freedom, build confidence and self-esteem, achieve balance and harmony, reach your personal goals, and create a life of greater happiness, purpose, and fulfillment, and thrive in a higher consciousness. Throughout this training program, I'll teach you the proven strategies and the exact step-by-step -step process that I've discovered and have personally used to transform my life and the lives of the countless students I've worked with. Now, in order to get the most out of this training program, it's essential that you start with the first episode and move through each of the nine episodes in their sequential order. Each episode builds upon the lessons of the previous episodes, and each episode reveals specific tools and techniques and include exercises and guided meditations that will help you achieve absolutely extraordinary results. In addition to the nine episodes, this training program includes 15 guided meditations that can be found right here on this podcast channel. And to get free instant access and download the personal success guide and workbook, you can head over to my website at jonathanmonte.com forward slash life transformation. Once again, that's jonathanmonte.com forward slash life transformation to download your free personal success guide and workbook. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can get all of my latest episodes and learn more ways to achieve the life you truly desire. And now, I present to you Episode 4, Taking an Honest and Revealing Personal Inventory. Hi friends, Jonathan Monty here, and welcome back to Life Transformation, The Complete Journey. This is episode four, taking an honest and revealing personal inventory. Now, over the course of our lives, we've been bombarded and imprinted with countless messages from family, friends, authority figures, advertising, and countless forms of media. These messages have influenced our understanding and shaped our very development. Essentially, we have been programmed in certain ways which we may or may not even be aware of. And while some or even a considerable amount of these messages are beneficial and work in our lives, there is a high probability that we have absorbed messages and developed patterns of behavior which are harmful and block us from creating the life we really want. So what we need to do is take a look at our lives from an entirely new perspective. We need to take an honest, and revealing personal inventory so we can find the truth about ourselves. And only after we know the truth can we begin to take the steps necessary to create lasting changes and continue transforming our life. We need to take a look at our history and our current life so we can identify our resentments, unresolved conflicts, self-deprecating beliefs, harmful patterns of behavior, and fears. We'll also cover our relationship patterns. Along the way, we'll discover even more about who we are, where we're at, and where we want to be. 
Remember, our goal is to find the truth, our truth, and this may be hidden beneath the layers and patterns of behavior we've developed to survive. Discovering our truth can be painful, but it's more painful to remain ignorant and continue suffering than it is to take an honest look at ourselves and heal our wounds. If we skip this vital step of finding our truth, we won't be able to make the necessary changes to transform our life. We'll remain a slave to our programming, our harmful patterns of behavior, and our unresolved conflicts. But these are the very things we're about to overcome. Throughout this process, you'll discover your truth and see what works and what doesn't work, what you want to keep and take ownership of, and what you want to get rid of and change. But before we dive into the inventory workbook, it's extremely important that you've developed effective meditation skills and your emotional response process. If you haven't developed these skills yet, please go back and work on them until you have. If you have developed these skills, then you're ready to move forward. So in a moment, I'm going to run through each section of the inventory we'll be taking. We're going to be asking a lot of questions here, but don't worry, you don't have to answer them now. I just want to go over everything with you so you can understand exactly what we're trying to discover. Feel free to watch this episode as many times as you need to so you can fully absorb the material. I know in our digital world, things can be much easier done on a computer, but I don't want you to complete this inventory in a digital format. I actually want you to print the inventory if you haven't already and then complete it by hand. That's right. I want you to get a pen and actually write down your answers. The reason why is because when we write down our answers by hand, it helps us do three things. One, it helps us consider both the question and our answers more carefully. Two, it helps us focus better on what we're doing. And three, in an analog environment, we concentrate more. Plus, the inventory workbook includes the instructions and easy to follow worksheets. Now, this inventory is an in-depth and detailed undertaking. You may finish it quickly if you have the time and are motivated to get it done or it may take you a while, especially if you're uncovering some painful truths. But don't use this as an excuse to avoid or postpone your work. It may be hard, but the results are worth it. So you may be asking yourself, what am I gonna be doing with all this information once this is done? And that's a great question to be asking. Once you've completed your inventory, you'll be ready to move on to our next episode, where we'll review each section of the inventory and I'll teach you how to create lasting changes and resolve the unresolved conflicts you've discovered. So let's now review the personal inventory workbook. Section one, opening questions. What are the top five things you would like to change about yourself? What is preventing you from getting the life you want or deserve? What low personal or life standards have you tolerated? Section two, resentments. We've all been hurt at some point in our lives, some of us more so than others. When we experience harm or a threatening, traumatic, or abusive situation, there are certain emotions which may arise from the experience. Sometimes we're aware of these emotions. Other times we're not aware of them and they get suppressed. When we hold a grudge against the person who harmed us and continue to experience the negative emotions associated with the event, even long after the experience, then we have a resentment. When we are unable to process the appropriate emotions to heal from a harmful event, then we have what we've learned is an unresolved conflict. Our resentments and unresolved conflicts manifest in our lives, 
often hindering our growth and creating harmful situations and patterns of behavior. Now, in order to resolve these inner conflicts and become free of their harmful manifestations, we first must understand what happened and how we were affected. Ask yourself, who are you resentful at? This may be a person, place, object, institution, group of people, and so on. What happened? What was the situation that harmed you? Were you harmed, threatened, traumatized, or abused? What reoccurring feelings and or emotions come up when you remember the person or the experience? Is it loss, fear, insecurity, grief, rage, vulnerability, powerlessness, etc.? How have you dealt with your resentment? Have you dealt with it by inflicting the same harm onto others? Do you allow yourself to fully experience your feelings and or emotions, or do you suppress them? If you suppress these feelings and or emotions, how and what do you do to suppress them? Has your resentment, your suppressed feelings and or emotions manifested in other areas in your life? If they have, how have they manifested? Is there something that triggers your resentment, your re-experiencing of the negative feelings and or emotions? How does this resentment affect you? Does it affect your self-esteem, your pride, emotional security, your financial security, ambitions, health, personal or romantic relationships? In some cases, we did nothing to warrant the harm caused by others. Other times, we may have done something to initiate or propel the situation. Are you at fault in any way for the situation which caused this resentment? If so, how? What did you do? What could have you done differently? Our goal is to free ourselves of our resentments and unresolved conflicts. How would your life change if you no longer had this resentment? How would you feel? Section three, self-deprecating beliefs. Self-deprecating beliefs are negative, belittling, or harmful beliefs, attitudes, or feelings we have about ourselves, which we formed from our experiences. In order to let go of your self-deprecating beliefs, you need to understand where they came from, how they affect you, and what your life will be like once you've let these beliefs go. So what is the self-deprecating belief you have? Where does this belief come from? Did this belief stem from your parents, siblings, friends, teachers, classmates, employer, coworkers, the media, etc.? What happened? What was the message or situation that led you to forming this belief? How long have you had this belief? These beliefs may lower in their intensity or stay dormant long after the situation or message which caused them. Does your self-deprecating belief intensify around certain people or situations? Who and or what situations? Self-deprecating beliefs may become so ingrained in us that they become part of our identity, and we may consciously or subconsciously reinforce our self-deprecating beliefs by taking action or inaction to prove the belief true. For example, if someone believes they are a failure, they may consciously or subconsciously try to prove that belief true. Alternatively, we may try to prove our self-deprecating beliefs untrue by taking or not taking certain actions. For example, if someone believes they are a failure, they may try to prove their belief untrue by attempting to earn several degrees. 
Self-deprecating beliefs affect us in different ways, and we'll want to learn how each of your self-deprecating beliefs affects you. Does it affect your self-esteem, your pride, emotional security, financial security, ambitions, health, your personal or romantic relationships? How has your beliefs affected the outcome of your life? Has it altered your life choices, relationships, career path, etc.? Each of your self-deprecating beliefs can be overcome. Imagine, what would your life be like today if you never had this self-deprecating belief? How would your life change if you no longer had this belief? How would you feel? Section 4. Harmful Patterns of Behavior Harmful patterns of behavior take on many forms. In some cases, these harmful patterns may just be bad habits we've developed. However, in other cases, our harmful patterns of behavior may be manifestations stemming from a resentment or an unresolved conflict. Sometimes we're aware of our harmful patterns, and other times we may be completely unaware our behavior is harmful or has become a pattern. It can be incredibly frustrating if we have a harmful pattern of behavior that we're aware of, yet we haven't been able to overcome or stop the behavior. In order to begin to overcome our harmful patterns of behavior, we need to get some clarity. What is the harmful pattern of behavior? Sometimes our behavior is triggered in response to a person or certain conditions. If so, who and or what conditions trigger you to behave this way? Who does this behavior harm? How does this behavior harm yourself or others? When did this pattern of behavior first develop? Where did you learn this behavior? Is your behavior in response to a situation or experience you had? Did someone harm you with the same behavior you now have a pattern of? Is there someone else in your life who had or has the same pattern of behavior? Now, we may not be aware of it, but we get something out of our harmful patterns of behavior. So what do you get out of it? What's in it for you? What purpose does this behavior serve? How does this behavior make you feel? What emotions come up when you behave like this? In most cases, our harmful patterns of behavior are methods we use to avoid certain feelings, emotions, or taking responsibility for something. Are you using this behavior to avoid these? If so, what feelings, emotions, and or responsibilities does this behavior help you avoid? And why are you trying to avoid these feelings, emotions, and or responsibilities? Now, if you could replace your harmful behavior with a productive behavior, what would that new behavioral response be? Imagine your life without this pattern of behavior. How would you feel? How would your life change if you no longer had this harmful pattern of behavior? Section 5. Fears. Fear is a natural and self-preserving response we have to situations we perceive as dangerous. Each of us responds differently to fears depending on the level of perceived threat and our abilities. Unfortunately, just like with emotions, most of us never learn how to face and process our fears, which can then develop into paralyzing and destructive forces hindering our growth. It's time to take a look at what we're really afraid of. So, what are you afraid of? Why do you have this fear? What happened? Where does this fear come from? Why is this scary? Sometimes our fears are triggered by certain people, places, objects, thoughts, or situations. Does something trigger you to feel this fear? If so, what is the trigger? Ideally, our fears will keep us safe from harm, but when we allow our fears to control our life, we become a slave to them. So 
How do you react when you experience this fear? What do you do? How do you feel? Do you feel anxious, nervous, or paralyzed? How does this fear affect you? Does it affect your self-esteem, pride, emotional security, financial security, ambitions, health, personal or romantic relationships? What does this fear prevent you from doing? What does this fear rob you of? For example, if you have a fear of rejection, does this fear prevent you from dating or seeking a new career, thus robbing you of partnership and a new career opportunity? Does this fear motivate you to do something? What does it motivate you to do? For example, if you have a fear of being financially poor, does this fear motivate you to make more money? We might find our fear stems from a situation or condition we had a role in. So did you have a part to play? Did you do something to create the reason why you have the fear? Which character flaws influenced your part? Were you irresponsible, selfish, dishonest, or disrespectful? Did you lie, cheat, or cause harm? What could have you done differently? And how would you feel and how would your life change if you no longer had this fear? Section six, past romantic and sexual relationships. Our relationships not only shape who we are and who we become, but they are also a reflection of our own self-worth, ambitions, and values. Looking at our past romantic and sexual relationships will help us identify any patterns we have which should be changed. For each of our past romantic and sexual relationships, we want to take a look at the following. Who was it you were in a relationship with? What type of relationship was it? Was your partner your spouse, fiance, boy or girlfriend, casually dated, affair, lover, one night stand? What was the length of the relationship? How long did it last? Every relationship has good and bad points. So what did you enjoy most about this relationship? What did you enjoy the least about this relationship? In most cases, someone gets hurt. For the moment, let's put aside everything our partner may have done. We want to take a look at our part. Did you harm your partner in any way? If so, how? What did you do? Which of your character flaws influenced your part? Was it your fear, selfishness, greed, ego, pride, envy, insecurities, resentments, dishonesty, etc.? In situations where you harmed your partner, what could have you done instead? Now, taking a look at your partner's behavior, did your partner harm you? If so, how? What did they do? This is especially important if we have a pattern of relationships where we are harmed by our partner, as this may be an indicator of either poor assessment skills in choosing a partner or a need to be treated in a harmful way. Our unresolved conflicts and self-deprecating behaviors may be a cause if we see a pattern of unhealthy partners or partners who cause us harm. Prior to your relationship ending, did you try to resolve the issues with your partner? And if so, how? What did you do? And once it finally came to the end, what were the reasons your relationship ended? Was it mutual or one-sided, on good terms or bad? And do you continue to see or communicate with this person? Section seven, current romantic and sexual relationships. While each relationship is a unique experience, they sometimes share common themes and include similar patterns. And once our inventory is complete, we'll be able to look at our past romantic and sexual relationships and identify if we are continuing to make the same mistakes 
or if we've made healthy changes in our current relationship. So, who are you in a relationship with? What type of relationship are you in? Are you married, engaged, a boy and girlfriends, casually dating, a fair lover? How long have you been in this relationship? What do you enjoy the most about this relationship? Which of your relationship needs is your partner fulfilling? And what do you enjoy the least about this relationship? Which of your relationship needs is your partner not fulfilling? Is any of your partner's behavior harmful to you? If so, how have they harmed you? Is any of your behavior harmful to your partner? If so, how have you harmed them? What's your part? Which of your character flaws influenced your part? Was it your selfishness, greed, ego, pride, envy, insecurities, resentments, dishonesty, etc.? What could have you done differently? And what can you do to improve this relationship? So the final section of this episode is all about integrating a daily reflection and personal inventory. Completing our personal inventory workbook is a huge step forward and is great for taking a look at the history of our life and how we've developed. But we need to stay current with our truth. And this daily reflection and inventory will let us do just that. So what I want you to do is to find a time towards the end of each day, sometime in the evening before you go to bed, where you can dedicate a few minutes to do this. Just like with your personal inventory workbook, I want you to print and complete your daily inventory by hand for all the same reasons we discussed earlier. What I do, and I recommend you do, is to print a number of these and keep them in a binder. The reason why is because if you're consistent with your daily inventory, you'll have your truth in front of you on a daily basis. You'll be able to reflect back and identify current patterns and issues that you can then address and change. So now that you've gone through this episode, feel free to repeat it as many times as you need to so you can fully absorb the material. Before you begin to complete the personal inventory workbook, again, it's extremely important that you've developed effective meditation skills and your emotional response process. Without these skills in place, you may not be able to adequately handle some of the truths you are about to discover. So please make sure you've been following the previous episode's instructions and exercises. I'm not trying to scare you. However, I believe I have a responsibility to make sure you are ready for this undertaking. I truly want you to get the most out of this experience. And if you follow the instructions, I'm sure you will. Again, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for your dedication, your courage, and all your hard work. Thanks for watching. I hope this has been helpful and that you are enjoying this journey of life transformation. Hi everyone, it's Jonathan here. Hey, I hope you enjoyed episode four of Life Transformation, The Complete Journey. Don't forget to download your free personal success guide and workbook from my website at jonathanmonte.com forward slash life transformation. Once again, that's jonathanmonte.com forward slash life transformation. Once you're there, you can also download the complete audio course and the entire 15-track guided meditation album. And that's all for free. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can get all of my latest episodes and learn more ways to achieve the life you truly desire. Now, your feedback is inspiring. So I have a favor to ask, and that's this. Please rate, review, and recommend this podcast channel. 
That way, I know you're enjoying these episodes and that I'm actually helping people transform their lives. You can also follow me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jonathan Monty live. Once again, that's facebook.com forward slash Jonathan Monty L-I-V-E. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for listening. I wish you an extraordinary life, and I'll see you in the next episode.